The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. June 28, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. It's Father's Day weekend, and with us is the father and son team of Nick and Nicholas Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. We have an explosive show for you today as we talk the Perdomo family and the launch of the 2020 Firecracker. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Father and son weekend, so each and every year we bring a father and son team. We did this actually nine years ago, the same exact team, but with us today is the father first, Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. Nick, thanks for coming up. Dave, thanks for having me. What a pleasure. We started this nine years ago of doing these father and son cigar dinners that we did, and you did the first one with us nine years ago. We kept the thing going, and um, now your son is officially in the business going, and uh, you were kind enough during this COVID-19 craze to agree to come up anyway and thank you so much for doing that oh my pleasure yeah and not just uh you and nicholas came up but the whole family which is very unique this is the first time in all the excuse my uh voice i've been doing some good events yeah. the last couple of days and i've been talking nonstop. but uh this is the first time i've had my daughter-in-law lauren my wife janine my daughter natalie and my son-in-law Andrew joining me ever in an event. so uh, Such an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to tell you, um, record-breaking days for us uh, as retailers uh, having you up here and uh, bringing life back to retail. Um, It's a big thing that's let people know it's okay uh first day opening the studio up for letting uh, studio audience which we have a great studio audience thanks everybody thank you guys they're all keeping their distance here. thank you yeah. we appreciate they're, that they're doing the, the mostly distance. keep your distance from me yes absolutely so uh we have a cigar um called the firecracker that we put out each year and we ask uh, different manufacturers and we we talked about this for a long time and uh you said no i'll do it uh typically we've done 200 300 but this year we said uh it's a big name perdomo's a big cigar brand and i I have to say that there are so few cigar liberties that have the draw that you have people are coming into the store in droves to meet Nick Perdomo of Nick Perdomo Cigars. I can't thank you enough for yeah. being here. Oh, thank you. I'm <clears throat> I'm honored. I uh, I certainly didn't find the cure for cancer. It's uh, very humbling for me that guys come in and, and love what you do. So yeah. uh, it, it brings a smile to my face for sure. So we went crazy and said, we'll do a thousand boxes. Maybe it'll take us uh, a, li- a bit longer to sell, but um, we have so many Perdomo fans that are out there anyway. Let's, uh, let's go crazy and uh, do a thousand boxes of cigars. Well, 
10 o'clock, two hours ago, uh, a thousand boxes uh, became available for sale. And we are at right now 126 left. Wow. So 874 boxes as of a couple of minutes ago. Uh, if you thought about buying the firecracker, this is no joke. It ain't going to make it to the rest of the show. It's no joke. Uh, go to twoguyscigars.com, the number twoguyscigars.com. Click on it. We limit two per person. So it's not like somebody bought 100 and another person bought 100. It's two maximum per person per address. So uh, no messing around. Because what we don't want somebody to do is buy a bunch of them and then start overcharging for it because the, the price is really good. Barry, what do we have on the cigar price-wise? It's uh, $6.99 a single, $119.99 a box of 20, which yeah. is a savings of $20 off the singles price. So 14% off the cigar, the box price at twoguyscigars.com. Yeah. And we did this for the care package people too. The care package is smoking along with us. So uh, we got a 1,000 individuals smoking the cigar along with us. Us. Uh, if you're not part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, you should be. Uh, here's a, here's a, a reason why. And I did see posts on social media of people showing it before we even showed it because we had to send it to them through the mail. Right. I think some people couldn't wait and smoked it yeah. before they smoked the show. it. I saw it lit. So, <laughs> yeah. But let, uh, let us begin now. Let, let's smoke it. Let's pass it out. Um, beautiful packaging you did. Thank and you. I leave everything to you. I, we tell you it has to be three and a half inches. It has to be a 50 ring gauge uh, because of FDA. We don't know how, how that's going to play out. Um, but it has a, a wick on it that you tuck the wick. We learned over, over time to tuck the wick underneath the band. Um, so, you know, you, that was the only details I told you. It's called firecracker, so um, but whatever that means to you. So, what did it mean to you? What did what did you decide to do with this? Well, I wanted to come out <clears throat> with something special for you, and I figured firecracker. Let's uh, let's give it some some oomph. Yeah. So uh, it's probably the maybe the maybe the most richest cigar we've ever made, and uh, I loved it when I smoked it. We made it quite a while ago, and. Um, there's always these four words I hate to say, you know, I told you so. So, um, you know me, Dave, I've, I've known you for a lot of years. What we did, unbeknownst to you, is <laughs> we made we made some extras. So, uh, let's see what happens and maybe we can make some, uh, we, we made them. Let's he, see. he is the ultimate <laughs> salesman. He is fantastic. And listen, sold. Not, yeah, well, of course we, we take those. But <laughs> the, the, yeah, Jonathan has no problem spending the most, money. The most impressive part about this whole thing was the speed with which we received samples. You left, and it was two weeks later. Here, here's the pictures, and the samples are on their way. That's record breaking. It's like he has the a sales are record breaking, but you you <laughs> you put your you put your cigars where your mouth are. Hey, you know you guys out there. <clears throat> my mama taught me something. She said nobody should wait in line to give you their money. So you know when people want stuff done, you got to get it done. You know. So uh, all right, you you know I'm not a full body cigar smoker that I do it, but I smoke them every year when the, when the firecracker comes out. So let's give it a cut and light. And uh, I'd like you to actually read this. This is our uh, little thing that we write up. And uh, thanks to you, um, we have a, a sponsor here. Well, the, uh, the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while other brands were, and I don't have my glasses, were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and lowered them. Actually, Perdomo Cigars, 
They stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Thank excellence. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> first time. Yeah. That, that's the first time that got an ovation. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> People remember it. I'll tell you, it's 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 a good uh, ad without mentioning the cigar brand. But I I think at this point, everybody knows what a Perdomo cigar is, right? Of course. Well, so, a, lot, a lot of it has to do thanks to you. Yeah. You've been carrying our cigars for a lot we, of years, we have, Dave. We have. Uh, back to, to the days when uh, not even computer stuff, right? We were, Triplicate uh, form. I still have two guys' uh, smoke shop on, on triplicate forms back there. you got to start somewhere. You know? So I'm a big fan of this lighter, and I'm going to tell you I'm a big fan of Vertigo lighters, and the reason why was Nick Perdomo. This is a brand I didn't carry, and one day at a, at a TAA, we were in Mexico, you said, here, sit and have dinner with us. And you had the man from the company there and introduced me to them. And uh, from there, um, we, we're probably the number one seller of Vertigo lighters, I, I would say, anywhere. We sell an awful lot of them. And, and we do because we stand behind them because they are unbelievable. They make a great product. You're yeah. holding the wrong lighter. That's the lighter for today. Oh, okay. That's another good one by Vertigo. It is another Vertigo. Okay. <laughs> They're all over the place here. <laughs> That's the one Fal gave you. Put it okay. in your pocket. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Hawk. The Vertigo Hawk features single action. You press the button down, the lid pops open. Three jets come alive with double wall protection. The three jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and at the bottom you have an easy adjustment wheel, all for the low price of $9.99. That's the Vertigo Hawk. So I took a cold drawer in the cigar before I lit it, and I do taste the bourbon barrel age. Does it, that happen on this too? Yeah, we barrel-aged all the wrappers, and these are sun-grown wrappers, and all these wrappers are barrel-aged approximately between 10 and 13 months additionally after fermentation, aging, and curing. Now, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, and you certainly correct me, but I did go on the Perdomo tour, and I believe the number's 106. If the tobacco hits the 106 mark, then it's time to break that pallone down until it can no longer hit 106. Yeah, there, and, it, and it was your dad that discovered the bourbon barrel-aging gives you an additional round of fermentation. Yeah, it gives you a risk, and you, you hit it right on the head on the temperature. You know, uh, tobacco's like barbecue, low and slow. That's the that's the best way. You got to marinate it. You got to give it some time. You don't really want to rush it. Tobaccos have properties that you want to adhere into the tobacco structure and the leaf. We want to keep that, and that's why the low and slow method, it's better. It takes more time, but it's going to be better in flavor. Now, somebody's going to smoke this cigar, and they're going to say, wow, I love the flavor of the cigar, but I wish it was only bigger. Because it's three and a half inches. It's a little cigar. So they end up loving this. What's the closest they're going to get to something that's going to taste like this of Perdomo? I would say the Perdomo 20th anniversary, um, which is you know near and dear cigar yeah. to my heart. It was to celebrate our 20th anniversary, believe it or not, eight years ago. And uh, basically, this tobacco has really the finest fillers from our, our three most fertile Plots of land in the Jalapa Condega and the Esteli Valley. Uh, you wanted some oomph to it. Um, the cigars, we tried to tame them down through through a lot of fermentation and aging. So even though they're full flavored, they're also very smooth. And I think that even the guy who likes the most full-bodied cigar to the guy who likes something more mild and medium, I think it'll hit in their wheelhouse. It's strong. I'm going to be honest with you. Mild cigar smokers on there. No, I... It's like I'm get, I just got hit hit in the face <laughs> at the beginning. First puff. There's, there's a, well, yeah, it's a, it's Dave, a I think there's right strength to it, but it, this seems more accessible to me than some of the previous firecrackers because, like Nick says, it, it really is smooth. 
Yeah, I have a review going up on the Cigar Authority tomorrow and why it might not be the strongest. It's 100% the most flavorful of any mm-hmm. firecracker that we've ever done. And that's exactly what I wanted also, Barry. So that hit right on the head. That's exactly what I wanted. Got to forget put my uh, – we got to sit on there. Sorry about that. So Father and Son Weekend, uh, before we bring your son on, and he's, he's here with us today too, and we're going to have him on and, and talk behind your back. I'd like you to talk about your dad because he was influential to Perdomo Cigars and obviously to you. Yeah, my dad was my hero, and uh, just like your your relationship with your father, I I loved my dad very much. And he was Nick Perdomo Sr. He was Your senior. Nick Perdomo Jr. I'm Jr. Nicholas is the third. third. Okay. And he said, we'll have a fourth when he has one. I'm still waiting, by the way. <laughs> so, Lauren, let's get to work. Here we go. So uh, anyway, I'm ready to be a grandfather, but... Uh, yeah, my dad was really instrumental. He 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 was a he was a great example in my life. We had talked about that last night at your home where, you know, my dad when he came from Cuba, he worked so hard and I worked at a very young age whether I needed to or not. I did it because I didn't want to be um I wanted to help my family. And just seeing the example of my mother and father and how hard they worked, it was really instrumental to me and as as far as my dad when I first got in the industry, I started out of a garage and um he told me something. I'll never forget. He said, you live in the greatest country in the world. And if you work hard, you can attain anything you want. And uh, my dad came from Cuba with the shirt off his back. Literally, that's all he had. And uh, he put us through. I never went without a meal. What year did he get out? My dad came in 1961. Okay. So, uh, you know, and, you know, he had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations uh, through, through, through the communist regime. My father got shot. People know the stories and so on. And he really was my hero. And uh, I was blessed in 1995 that my father who didn't like the retirement life came on to to work with the company and uh not only was he a great businessman he was a great leader and he he trained me and taught me and uh there was a lot of tough love there that i was really appreciative of his dad was in the tobacco business my dad was my grandfather sylvia was in the tobacco business too but they really knew how to manage people you know and it it didn't have to be with screaming it had to be with a a respect factor and my father already he'd wear glasses like you and he drop those glasses down to look at somebody and they'd march in lockstep. He wasn't much of a yeller or a screamer and uh, he was loved and respected. And I believe when you run a facility, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to fear someone. I want people to respect me and I want to respect them too. And I think that it, just like my dad did, we, we treat the guy who cleans the floors the same as we treat our general manager because everybody, whatever they do in the facility is important to us. If the people don't clean the facility right, then we're going to yeah. have dust and we're going to have sick leave and so on. So they're super important to us. And um, I learned that through my father. And you deserve respect. You t- walk the walk. I mean, you you do it all. So, uh, you know, th- that's another thing that, that there's other people out there that uh, command respect but don't deserve the respect they Yeah, I even did it with Nicholas. When Nicholas, uh, you know, he's always wanted to be in the cigar industry since he was like two. And... Uh, he spent a lot of summers, you know, learning from my father. And when he graduated the University of Miami, um, I had him out on on the pallets, you know, you know, bringing in shipments. And I'd said, "You got to walk the walk. You're not getting a desk. It's going to get a long way to go on that." And he really worked himself up from the bottom. And I didn't want him to be Nick Perdomo's son. I wanted him to blaze his own trail. And last year, I made him our, our director of sales, not because he's my son, it's because he, he deserved it. Here we go. You know, and, and that's the mo- most important thing. If you look at my vice president, for example, he doesn't have my last name, Arthur Kemper. It's yeah. because he deserves, if you look at our head of operations, Nelson Cuba or anybody, they're all extensions of my family. 
because I love them all. They've been with the company a long time, but I think when you build a company, you want excellence, and it doesn't have anything to do with someone's last name, and I think that's what hurts businesses a lot of times, especially running a family business like I do. So, you know. Yeah. So uh, we talked a little last night. Uh, We were talking about your dad, and um, 4th of July weekend, 2004, uh, I remember hearing it um, that uh, your father passed away suddenly, and at the same time, you were going through uh, some serious health issues too. And uh, I went down to, to the wake and funeral, and there you were all uh, bandaged up, and um, you belonged in the hospital yourself at the, at the time. Yeah, I had, a, I had an appendicitis and estole right when my dad died, unfortunately, and uh, they wanted me to stay at the hospital, and I, and I wouldn't because I wanted to fly back with my dad's body and came back, and I was very ill. And uh, my friend Lonnie Schwartz, who you know, yes. was there, and he rushed me to Mount Sinai Hospital, and uh, I had a bad infection, and I had to get cut open, and uh, my dad's wake and funeral was the next day, and uh, I told them I was going to leave, and they said, well, you can't. And I said, I'm not going to miss my father's funeral. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. So I said, I'll pull these needles out of my arm. I called my uncle up. I asked him for a a black suit, white shirt, and black tie. And I said, bring me a pair of black shoes. I don't wear black shoes. I always said black shoes are meant to use at funerals. And I, uh, and that's what I did. And, and thank you for coming. I'll never yeah. forget that. But I remember going to Nicaragua and never going into an office like this where there was two desks in the office angled at a certain way. It was so interesting. Uh, and there was the father and son and that's how your office was. I mean, you were so connected with them. You shared the office with them. Uh, the house is next door to each other. Uh, an unbelievable father and son relationship it was with you and your dad. Yeah, I, I'm proud to say I, I, I love my dad very much. And uh, he was not only instrumental in the business, but he's the one who, who made me the man I am. You know, just like your dad did for you. Yeah, real uh, unbelievable relationship, and I know how much he meant to you. Was uh, did you get to know your grandfather at all? Oh yeah, I was. Unfortunately, my grandfather he passed away in 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 1998. So he 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 saw the facility on Flagler Street. Okay. Back in those days, we only had forty rollers, and uh, but he was so proud, and I wish he would have been able to see what we did in Nicaragua. And our brands didn't have our last names on them back then. You yeah. know, we had La Tradition Cabinet Series. And I made I made Edicion de Silvio in honor of my grandfather, but he would have been so proud if he would have been able to see these these cigars with with our last names on them. So uh but I think up there he he sees it. What was the what was the decision like to put your last name on the cigars? And are you afraid that that makes your company unsellable? No, I uh I don't think we'd have any problem with, with the sellable part. I I think it was it was something where I think I needed to walk the walk and I always strive with quality and people know us about our quality. And I thought the way that I could really pigeon myself to do it correctly is to put our last names to prove to our consumers worldwide. that not only do we believe in our product, but we're going to make the best we can be. And your name is your honor. And uh, I wanted to do that. So in the latter part of nineties, I changed all the portfolios to have our last names on, on all our brands to guarantee to our consumers of not only a top quality product, but a product that we we totally believe in. We even put our name on it. Mm. Uh, I didn't have the pleasure of meeting um, your grandfather. Uh, what part of the cigar industry was he in? Obviously, Cuba. 
my grandfather was the general manager of a factory called Partigas. Okay. And uh, my father was his main competitor. Their factory was literally a beam them in the front called H. Upman. And my grandfather was a really stern, tough guy. But um, that's when it was owned by people. It was owned by people yeah. back then. Yeah. And my grandfather smoked about 20 cigars a day. I never saw him without a cigar in his mouth till I saw him in the casket. And I even put 20 cigars in that casket when he passed away. But he was a phenomenal guy. He, uh, he had steel blue eyes and he was really tough. But for some reason, him and I just clicked. And when I had the factory on Flagler, he liked an 8 by 50 cigar, very powerful. And I would roll him in aluminum foil. And every day when I'd come home, I'd tell Janine, I'm going to stop by my grandfather's house to give him his cigars. And he would sit on this bus bench, and he used to take his thumbs and play like kind of like tiddlywinks. And he would just be waiting. He'd have a smile from ear to ear. I don't know if it was for the cigars or for me, but, <laughs> but I think a little bit of both. And I, I literally, I, I brought him a hundred cigars every week, and I did that all the way till he, till the day he wow. passed away. Yeah, wow. If he ever saw it, and and you were big by the time your dad passed away, but uh, you mentioned forty rollers that you had in Miami. How many rollers are there at Panoma now? We have four hundred and twenty-four now, and at, at the factory, and uh, you know, thanks to you, and thanks to a lot of great retailers and all you consumers out there, we have a staff now. Of 5,023 employees. and uh, Unbelievable. And we do everything, uh, you know, from, from meteorological to agronomy to genetics to everything. We do everything because we're completely vertically integrated. And it just proves what my father told me when I was a little boy, that I do live in the greatest country in the world. And if you work hard, and I tell this to everybody who's out there that's young, you can attain anything you want. I've talked in front of colleges, and the first thing I preface by saying is that all my employees went to college except one. That would be me. I know another successful guy to my left who did really good, too, and didn't go to college either. But I think college is important. But back in those days, we, my parents just didn't have the money to do it. But uh, I learned – I had the best business school in the world. I learned from Nick Perdomo Sr. Yeah. And he was successful and, you know, didn't have the greatest education, grew up in a, in a poor country and ended up becoming communist, which is much worse because you don't have any freedom. And he really taught me. Wow. Special. It's Father's Day weekend, and that, and that's what we're talking about, the fathers of, of the cigar industry. And uh, there, Nick Perdomo was certainly a father of the cigar industry, and he would be so proud. I know he was anyway, but to see the, the dramatic growth that Perdomo has, uh, one of the top in the world, there's no, there's no doubt about it. And now to see uh, your son, a fourth generation in the tobacco business, is the real deal, uh, spending a few days, actually the first time ever, uh, with Nicholas uh, on the floor and seeing him interact with people, you got to be proud of that kid. I'm super proud of him because he did what he wanted to do. I never pushed him. I'm proud of both of my children. My daughter, Natalie, is going to be an attorney. Yeah. And... Uh, at her wedding, which you were there, I always, I always said, you know, and I had a lot of attorneys in the office. I said, or at the wedding, I said, Natalie, I'm so proud of you. You're, you're going to be an attorney. And I said, in all my years of business, you'll be the first attorney I ever met in my life who hasn't tried to screw me over. So I'm really <laughs> proud of you. <clears throat> in, in the last, probably, yeah. unless you have somebody else in the family that does it to, to all your attorneys out there. Uh, they, I, I would say you get a bad rap, but you don't. That's, you get what you deserve, right? <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Yeah, but, I, but, I, but I'm so proud of both my kids and my son, Nicholas. He he just loves the cigar industry. He really has a passion for it. Um, he can do that whole tour that I do. I mean, he really knows because 
I wanted him to walk the walk. If, if you don't do that, you're, you're not going to learn. And uh, like I said earlier, it has nothing to do with Nick Perdomo's son. He's got the toughest job in the world because I was tougher on him than any of my employees. My employees were fantastic because they could have had a you know a, a different emotion, saying, oh, that's the, 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 the owner's son and so on. What they did is they helped him. They helped him try to make him better. Arthur tried to make him better. Nelson tried to make him better. Everybody in the company, our sales staff, instead of being adversarial, they wanted to help. And it's tough. He's a 27-year-old young man who who is the boss of men that are 40, 50, yeah. 60 years old. Yeah. And they have a tremendous amount of respect for him. A retailer one time recently said, how do you like working for a 27-year-old kid? And he said, a 27-year-old kid's real special. Yeah. And remember one thing, when you met Nick the first time, um, my son actually overheard it and said, Mr., I'm not going to mention his name, you don't owe me a modicum of respect. I have to deserve that. But remember one thing, when you you remember when you first met my dad, right? And he said, yeah, and he said he was 27 years old, too. Ah. He gave him a shot, and I thought it was good. And the salesman actually told me a story. My son's never even doesn't even know that I knew the story. I would imagine it's going to be tough to live up to Nick Perdomo, you know, for him to follow in your footsteps. But I watch him do it, and he is little Nick Perdomo. I mean, he <laughs> he he plays the drums like you do. He's It seems like almost the same person, that you've you actually cloned yourself. What kind of experiments are you doing down there in Nicaragua? I don't know, but everybody says he, he, he's he, many me, you know. And, and he's not a kid. He, no. he is 27 years old, but he's an older – it's an like he soul. lived in a different generation. He did. He's more comfortable with older people. He's always been that way because I brought him everywhere. He traveled all over the world with me during the summers when I was doing cigar events, and I had him working. And he was writing uh, large orders at the RTDA show when he shouldn't have been there when he was young, and he got to – to not only meet a lot of consumers around around the country, but he got to meet most of the retailers around the country, and he really got a one-up because he wanted to, because I didn't force him to do it. It's something that he really wanted to do, and for the first three years, I gave him all the toughest, most difficult customers you could possibly have. So if a guy came in the show and he was difficult, Nicholas, you got ah. him. And he, I remember one night we were all sitting at the Treasure Island, the bar in Vegas, and he said, guys, why do you give me all the most difficult guys? And I said, because that's the only way you're going to learn. Yeah. I'm not going to give you the, the David Garofalo. I'm going to give you the tough guys. <laughs> I was just going to say, you never threw me over the <laughs> no, him. No, no. I'm going to give you all the tough guys. <laughs> so maybe guys. that's a good, a good yeah. thing. I don't know. We're smoking the Perdomo Firecracker. Uh, 1,000 boxes produced. I thought there was only 1,000 boxes, but whatever it is, it's a winner. I mean, there's no Thank doubt. It started off with, with the slap in the face that, that I got at the beginning. Yeah, there was but, a lot of cracked peppercorn in yeah. the beginning on the aroma. It's still and there on the retrohale. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm smoking very slow. Uh, by the way, you're looking at a three-and-a-half-inch cigar. I'm hearing from people that are getting an hour out of this. You'd never believe it, but but here yeah, it is. Um, Let's see. With, we're almost 30 minutes into I'm this thing. I'm seeing a lot of comments in the chat room that uh, people are surprised at how slow burning yes. the cigar is. Densely, densely packed, and, and yet a perfect draw. draws like a straw, like every Perdomo. Got any update? Where we are? Uh, and I was going to reach out to Ed during the commercial during the break. break. All right, we'll tell you where we are, but uh, I'll tell you we were at 126 when the show started out of 1,000 boxes. Don't wait. Don't be that guy to say, 
I should have. Yeah. Just do it. Pull the trigger now if you want. Maximum two boxes of cigars, and when they're gone, if we were to get another, we're getting more. If if we get more, how long? It takes a couple months or so? Yeah. Yeah? So yeah. a couple months, we'll get some more. Um Okay, which you made the cigars. Now box them and, and get yeah, them. Yeah, we just got to box them and pack them. Yeah. The cigars have been made. Matter of fact, uh, what I'm most proud of these cigars, you know, this was a project we talked about, you know, eons ago, and we, we made the production, and I really wanted the cigars to be super special. I don't really do many limited things. I try to build brands for the future, so I wanted something that really you guys would really love, and uh, the accolades I've heard so far on Facebook and stuff from people – on um on your club they, they yeah. really love the cigar and, and i'm happy about that you know at my stage in my career it's like i told nichols the only thing i really care about is that my consumers are happy and my retailers happy and this guy over here gave me the greatest compliment one time he said i can always bring people to the perdomo section and i know the cigars regardless of blend are always going to draw burn correctly and the consumers are going to enjoy them if they like that particular blend and I always use Mr. Jonathan as um, as a segue. You remember even in our sales meeting, yeah. I mentioned that. And that's really, that's the best accolade I can get from anybody. And consumers tell me I never had a bad Perdomo. That's like music to my ears. Well, Nick, there's no review on the cigar. Nobody ever smoked it before. And we are going to sell 1,000 boxes of an unknown product that people are paying their money for that never smoked it before or never heard if it's any good. It says Perdomo on there, so you can. It's good. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. It, it doesn't. It's just. This is not us saying it. This is the consumer. You're talking at least 500 people buying multiple boxes of something they never smoked before. Wow. That's what I. That's that's the only thing I can say is wow. It's it, it's so humbling that that, that would people do that and they they trust the product. It's like when we're in a trade show. A lot of times we'll have a product that we're showing and. And we'll say this is something new, blah blah blah, and they'll they'll say, okay, I'll take, you know, five thousand dollars worth, whatever it is. And a lot of times at the end of the, at the end of the the sale, I'll say, would you like to try it after the sale is made? Yeah, and and it, it's so humbling that people really trust uh, what you do. Uh, you know, sometimes I I, I got to pinch my. I mean, literally, the hair is standing on my. Because you deserve uh, it. Because no, you deserve it. It, it, it. When you do the right thing twenty times in a row, the twenty first time comes in. It's an educated guess. Well, Ian, of you're, course, you're no fly by night guy. You, like you said, you don't do a lot of limited run no. stuff. You you grow tobacco to to be able to supply the masses, but you don't make a mass produced product. You're it's exactly, artisan. You're exactly right. You All right. right on the head. All right, we're going to go to break, and we're going to ask Nick to leave so I can we can talk about Nick behind his back to his son, Nicholas Perdomo III. You know this third. is recorded. He can just he, watch he, it. He can do that. But uh, <laughs> we'll see what he says about his father. Uh, maybe we'll learn uh, something uh, we never knew about Nick Perdomo, and uh, we'll smoke the rest of this firecracker. And later, we're going to bring on two new cigars that aren't even been released yet, and we'll light them up and tell you about that cigar uh, coming out soon. So we've got lots more to go. It's Father and Sunday here on the Cigar Authority, and we're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. 
Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by AJ Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. 
Padrón Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hola, soy Manuel Inoa from La Aurora, Dominican Republic. You are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We're smoking the Perdomo Firecracker, and joining us is the National Director of Sales, and more importantly, the son and the grandson of Nick Perdomo. He's Nicholas III. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. Thank you. Glad to be back. We had you uh, via Zoom. Yep. And uh, about nine years ago, I think it was, we had you actually on the show. Yep. Dif- different set. So you came and saw the big set now, this right? Is beautiful. Yeah, pretty good. So we're growing like you guys. Not quite as good, but we're growing. You're growing. Uh, Firecracker, what do you think? I think it's great. You know, it's a small cigar, three and a half by 50. But, you know, it's it's a flavor bomb. You know, we use a lot of high prime tobacco leaves in this specific blend. So it's not going to smoke in 25 minutes. I mean, I've smoked one prior and, uh, you know, it took me about 45 minutes to smoke the whole yeah. cigar. So yeah, so we're uh, we're about thirty minutes into this, a little more than thirty minutes, and uh, I still got more. I'm I'm down to the band, but plenty of room after that. So I'm going to slide my band off and keep going. Um, so we talked to your dad, and uh, we talked about um, his his father, your grandfather, also um, your your uh, great grandfather, Silvio. Yes. Did you know Silvio? I did. I remember him when I was a little kid in our factory in on Flagler Street. You know. On Fridays, I used to go with my dad, and my dad would get the tin foil. And my grandfather liked seven five eights by fifty. He liked the the big double Coronas. Yeah, and so he liked the cigars black. He liked them dark, real, yeah. real strong Maduro cigars. And so I remember we go to his apartment in Hialeah, Florida, and he'd be waiting on his balcony, you know, with his you know his hands crossed, waiting for us. And he'd come outside, and my dad would give him you know big wheels and wrapped in tin foil and. You know, that's that he'd grab him, say thank you, and go up. You know, wow. old school. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was a cigar and tobacco guy. Mm-hmm. Your grandfather was. Now, your father was at the early age. You said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I knew it from yeah. the beginning. I used to, I used to, as a kid, I'd look up and I see my dad, I see my grandfather smoking. I said, I'm in. This is for me. I want right. to be just like him. All right. want to be, well, you certainly did it. Um, so let's talk about your dad. He's not in the room. He's here. No, he went downstairs, right? Yes. Doors closed. Um, <laughs> what did he do right? Well, I mean, my 
looking back, I didn't understand. He was really tough on me. Yeah. You know, he was tough on my sister, but he was fair. He, he's a tough guy. You know, I said it when Roy Kirby wanted the job. Roy Kirby, our, our rep that's up here, was, was working for me. And unfortunately, the, the rep up here passed away. And he said, boy, the job's going to be open. I would love to take the job. I said, Roy, I love Nick Perdomo, but I'm telling you right now, Nick Perdomo is tough. He's tough on people. Um, he's fair, but he's tough. Yep. But he, he ain't going to put up with maybe ch- shit that I put up with. You're going to be peddling, and you you got to keep going or something and try to keep up with somebody like him. Uh, this is how he is, and he goes, I'm going to do it. It worked out that he ended up doing it, but he, he works hard. But um, he's uh, he does very well. Every Everybody, you, what I think Perdomo is, is if you're that type of person, the right person for Perdomo, you're going to do very well and you're going to be happy doing it. But if you think it's working for Perdomo is going to be just another job, you don't go into that. Right. So here you are as, as the son of this guy, of the way it is. And, I, you know, I would look at, boy, you know, you're either going to run away as a kid and say, okay, I'm going to run away from this family. It's just too much. Or you got to go all in which is your decision you made. Yeah, you know, my dad taught, you know, the whole thing's about the family. And, you know, as a kid growing up, when I made my decisions, I said, okay, if I do this, will it make my dad happy? Will, will he be proud of me? You uh-huh. know, and so he was so tough on, on me, but he taught us, you know, how to do things right. And I appreciate it. And all that toughness was all out of love. That's the biggest thing. If he didn't love me, and you knew, you knew it young. Like some people would say, years later, I realized he loved me, and that's why he did it. But you, you saw it. He's an end. affectionate man, as you well know. Yeah. So it's not like it was just you know. But he he was tough because he wanted he wanted me to do the best I could do, and and I appreciate it. And you know, there I I always knew my dad. You know, he loved me, but you know, he was always tough. But I I appreciated. What it. did your friends think of him? Wow, your dad's friggin' tough. Uh, you know, well, <laughs> if, if, if you came in the house as a kid and you did not greet my father, you were out. That was it. You know, he's old school. You know, yeah. that's that's what it was. My dad would, you know, and he was right. You know, you sh- you don't come into somebody's house and not you know say hello and you know how. But are did you? you get did you get shit from your friends and say your friggin' dad, man? What? No, nah, my dad was my dad was a cool. I mean, yeah. he was cool. Yeah, my dad would take us to ball games. My dad would, you know, he was yeah, he was a very active. My friends always loved him. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. A work ethic like I've never seen. I, I, I consider myself pretty damn good until I met your dad. And it, it has certainly helped me. Watching somebody like that, you know, it's like playing basketball with the kids in the street and you stop playing with Michael Jordan every single day. You got to step your game up and you're going to get better automatically and that's what your dad has been to me of me watching him because i was in the business before him so i saw this guy all of a sudden come in the business and start growing and growing i stopped paying attention what's he doing right how's he doing it sure and dave garofalo is the scotty pippen to your dad being michael jordan i think is what he's trying to say (laughs) hey at the end they both win so it (laughs) It is it is um i think you should get some piercings and be the dennis rodman to uh you're the dennis rodman (laughs) that's it today's the day right barry today's the day so if you remember barry on father's day he usually uh dyes his hair what has his hair dyed yes uh blonde daughter does it every year it's our family tradition and uh which we're going to do on the after show. We'll, yeah, talk, we'll talk about, about traditions. traditions, so you, you'll catch that anyway. But uh, your dad did not push you to do it. You 
push to do it. No, nah, just watching my dad. I mean, like kind of how you said with the work ethic, you know, my dad, he's got such a motor. You know, he's got a motor on him, and he never shuts off. There is no off button. I always say, man, he just, he he's like, he's like Rocky almost, you know, Rocky, you know. Yeah, keep going. He just kept going, the determination, you know, the, you know, the will. And, and, and it hasn't been all wins. I mean, it was lots of sure. things that happened over the years, sure. and I, 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 I've been with the family for all these years, and, you know, Everybody has hard times and, yeah. and gone through things and uh, just crushing through them and saying, okay, is, is the next direction. But he's so, you know, he's so hands-on, but he allows people, and especially in the company, you know, to, to work. And, you know, he, I think pr- part of it has to be with the military, his, you know, when he was in the Navy. Yeah. Where they teach you to adapt. You know, so my dad, he doesn't do the same things over and over again. You know, it's not insanity. He's always, if something works, you know, he keeps it going. But if something's not working, if he can make things better, yeah, he's always willing to adapt. So, and that's why Perdomo, you know, we've kept our roots. We are who we are. People know who we are. But at the same time, the way we do business, the way we help our retailers, yeah. you have to adapt. Everything, every situation is totally different. Uh, how, how did you envision your grandfather, Nick? You were close with him. Yes. Um, was he like your dad? Do you, do you see what he did to your dad, and then see what you, your dad's doing? Yeah, my dad's my dad and my grandfather are similar in terms of uh, you know you know how people you know they really connect well with people. You know, I think my grandfather you know he was the best at that. You know, um, but my dad's right there and. Uh, you know, my dad's a mix of my of of my grandfather and my grandmother. Yeah. You know, and I I'd say he's a little bit more like my grandmother, which is a good thing. My yeah. grandmother's tough. She's fair. She is. She's, and, she's tough too. And she's a very very much so like my dad, very charitable, and you'll never you'll never know it because they never they don't yes. like to take the credit. Yeah. You know, so that's something, you know, it doesn't matter as long as something gets done. That's something my dad taught me. It doesn't matter who gets the credit as long as the job gets done and you do the right thing. So you and your sister growing up and not that many years apart from each other, did you say, would you talk about your, your father and say, dad's tough on us. What the hell? The other kids can go out and do this and we can't do that. And sure. When we understood. You yeah. Know, I mean, I had a bedtime even when I was in high school. My dad was tough, man. But I, I appreciate it. You know, he'd always say, uh, you know, nothing's good on, out, out, in the, you know, out in the streets after 10 o'clock. Hey, Gianna, if you're listening, she's heard this from me. Isn't that funny you say that? Because I say nothing good happens after 10 o'clock her whole life. Always. I've always said 3 o'clock, but whatever. Well, that that would be the answer back. But no, nothing good happens after that hour. It's true. uh, It's true. Isn't that that something? I I see you, um, your dad is a drummer. You start learning how to drum. You know, you, your dad has a political view. I think it's your political view. Mm-hmm. Is There's got to be something. I wanted to be like my dad. You want to be like him. Of course. He's the best man I know. It, is there something that it's so nice of you to say that? Uh, it, it's so heartfelt of to hear it, and I know it's true. Is, uh, is there something that you guys are opposites on? Not really. Yeah? Not really. And, and, and you know, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, him and I, you know, we, we think alike so much. Sometimes we bump heads because we think so much alike. There's so, got to be yeah. something. Cars, maybe? Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, I, uh, 
I, I like tr- I, I drive. I like trucks. He likes you know fast cars. I'm a slow driver. He's a fast driver. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I found it very interesting last night that your sister stood up for you. I don't. I think you were you weren't even near us at the time. Okay, we're talking about drums and stuff. Yeah, and um, your sister said Nicholas is actually better. He has a better ear for it. He hears something once, and he can play that song. It's amazing how it was. And then later, your dad came over, and the conversation's still going on. And your dad said, no, he's not better than, than I am at that. <laughs> but your sister's sticking up for you. Was that growing up that you know you stick up for each other? And uh, I'll tell you what. Natalie's been defending me since I was yeah, a little yeah, kid. Yeah. She had a friend <laughs> one time, and I was a, I was a pretty hefty kid growing up and this kid then this girl goes hey you know you're, you're fat you know starts calling me all these names and and natalie goes listen i'm gonna give you the count of three you better say sorry to my brother girl's going i'm not gonna say sorry she goes one two three and natalie just knocked the girl out and natalie was probably six seven years old i mean the girl's tooth almost came out and i said natalie i grabbed her i said run i said run you know oh, <laughs> save yourself Wow, it it it's uh, political, religious. Uh, Who's faster er- on the drums? If you really had to say between you and your dad, who pl- who can play faster and still be accurate? Tell the truth, you. Go ahead, say today, it. Today, me, but when he was my age, him. I right, see. So saying he lost a step. Uh, we're getting older. He doesn't know. <laughs> we're getting older. We don't play as often as we should. We should play more often, but we're always on the road, you know, so. Your dad's an early riser. I go to Nicaragua, and it's like, okay, I'm going to pick you up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, God, Jesus. <laughs> it's 12 o'clock at night, and we're having a conversation, and it's 6 o'clock, meaning get up at 5 anyway and be ready, and, and 6 o'clock is, like me, yeah. at least 15 minutes early. Yeah. And uh, is that you too, early riser? You know that you get more stuff done, get up early, yeah. get done. How you that's, brought up. Yeah, that's how I was brought up. Yeah. I, I like to get up. I like to, you know, I, I put my two feet. Once I get my two feet on the ground, I'm out. Get, I'm get good. more stuff done. Yeah, that's it. All right, here's the question, and I prefaced you before uh, the, the episode, uh, before you got uh, on the stage, and I said, think about it. You got a few seconds to think about this. One thing we might not know about your dad that you're going to share with us, nobody knows it. Nobody ever says anything about this stuff. Tell me something that you I've, don't think. I've been thinking about it for 10 minutes. I'm trying this. I'm still trying to get the answer for you because my dad, listen, my dad doesn't hide anything. You he, know, He is an open book. He's an open book, and he doesn't mind telling you who he is, and he doesn't mind letting you know what he thinks. And, you, and you, I respect And it. you know my mom, how I grew up, and uh, it's much the same. You right. want to know what she thinks, all you got to do is ask her. There's, not, there's no hiding anything. There's no filter. Yeah. That's for sure. There's no hiding anything or anything. And, and I, that's how I go at it, and I appreciate it. And I yeah. remember as your dad starting out and even talking to other retailers and saying, you know, very opinionated guy and very this and this and this. I embrace it so much because there's so much bullshit in this industry that just tell me the way it is, and let's just cut to the chase here. And yep. then I decide or not decide or whatever it is, and that's how it was, and that's it. And I, I love it. Some people, and, and I see it more today than ever, of people don't want to hear the truth. Yes. You, Nick Perdomo, you, you ask him, you're getting the truth, good or bad. Yeah, whether and, you like it or you don't. Yeah, and here it is, and it's like, oh, shit. I, I've been there when somebody ends up saying something, and I go, oh, God. When somebody ends up asking something because he's going to give it to them yeah. of whatever it is. Hey, what do you think of this on me? Or, you know, oh, you look terrible in it or whatever. It's, <laughs> you're going to get it. You, that, that's the way it's going to be. And uh, 
I don't know. I, I love it so much uh, because it's, you know, there's no bullshit. Well, you, you and my dad grew up very similar. My grandmother, for example, and even my grandfather to a point, you know, that generation, they were so, you know, like they tell you how it is and that's how, that's how they grew up. And I appreciate it too. Cause it's, there's nothing great. It's either, you know, it's, it's either yes or no. It's either this or, you know, it, there's an answer, you know? It's not like a politician when you ask a question and he goes around the question and then, you know, it never gives you the answer. My dad tells you the answer. That's what it is. That's it. That's good. Um, firecracker. I'm okay. Started off like like you expect a firecracker. It started off with a bang. Yep. It smooths out. And uh, it was, uh, I got a, a flavor note from our, our flavorologist in the audience here, Pamela. <coughs> yeah. Welcome back, Pam. Uh, she said, peated scotch. And Frito Lay corn chips, which I wanted to hate that, but it's nailed it. Well, you she nailed it. Not bad. We dropped on your head as a child, like Jonathan. I think I was thrown on my head. Uh, she, thrown on her head. Nah, she nailed it. Peated scotch, Frito's corn chips. I could see it pairing well with the peated scotch. I, I will give you that. I got Frito's corn chips. I'll be damned. <laughs> Can you taste Frito's? I taste spice. I taste sweetness. You, you retrohale all the time? Yes. You went, always? Always. I can't smoke a cigar without it. Really? Jonathan has a hard time retrohaling. Yeah. I know. I asked him yesterday. Well, especially, <laughs> especially this one. Just he's, the lips are quivering. Like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it's coming. The lips are quivering. You saw that? Mary? I saw that. Uh oh. Oh, he's going to hurl. Be the first throw up on the show. I don't think we've ever done it. That was for you, Nicholas. Yeah, I'll hold go. your hair. That was for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you had any. Oh, my God. <sighs> Good times. Um, we got any update here? Uh, there is roughly 70 boxes to go, and there's currently 56 people on the site. So it's safe to say it's going to sell out within the next hour, if not sooner. Yeah, we're going to try to end this before the show is over so we don't have to answer any more questions. Uh, to people of it, but it turns out, and I'm actually not surprised. Your dad said, you know, uh, we made extras in case there were broken tails and things like that. Any problems with the cigars or something, we have extras. Uh, so maybe a couple months from now and after the show's over, we'll discuss how, how many is do you, extras. But. Do you look at a move like that? Like I look at that as Nick Perdomo's got giant brass balls making extra cigars and knowing well, that nobody Dave's else, not going to say no. Nobody else is going to buy it. Correct. Nobody can. So he has these extra cigars. Dave, you want them. And Dave, of course, is going to say yes. I just think that that's a ballsy move in a great way. Is that a move that you see yourself making in the future where you this is a guaranteed sale? And all There's right, no guarantee. There's no guarantee. It's Dave Garofalo. It's listen, guaranteed. who the hell thought, Barry, <laughs> you didn't think it was going to happen? No. We sold a thousand boxes of cigars in three hours. A thousand boxes of cigars in three hours of one kind that nobody ever smoked before. Sure. Because it had the Perdomo name on it. Along with, by the way, you've been with us for two days now, the third day, mm -hmm. record breaking amounts of uh, the regular stuff. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of boxes of cigars ended up going. It's mind-blowing. Every me. father in New England is smoking Perdomo for the next 24 days. I'll tell you that. Thursday was the biggest day in, a, in Nashua, New Hampshire, that retail store um, ever. Mm -hmm. Then Friday 
is our com- a competitor, Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. It was the biggest day in company history ever at that store. And here we are in Salem, and we're only a couple hours into the store. I have no doubt yeah, that's right. it, it is going to be the biggest ever because the person it has to beat was your father 10 years ago. Wow. It was more than 10 years ago. It was your father and Arthur because nine years ago you were here. So however many years ago was before that. Maybe five before that. Um, was Is the record standing? So, And let me tell you, we do lots of events, lots of promotions. You know that's what I'm about. Sure. You read the book, right? Lots of it. events. And the same person beats their own record. You know, you see this in sports that some guy beats their own record and stuff. You think somebody would try to set themselves up to end up beating the record, but it's the guy that holds the record that beats his own record, which is the the business ethic of, I already hold a record, I'm going to beat my own damn record. No, I beat somebody else's record. Well, it speaks to the Perdomo name, I think, because a guy that smokes Perdomo, he smokes Perdomo. If he's a box buyer, that's what he's buying. This is the You're not be- talking to that guy about other cigars. This is the beginning of Perdomo. As big as they are, as big as it is, they, they're just warming up. Do you feel like you have a, obviously, I, I know you hold your dad in, in high regard, but what kind of pressure do you feel or do you put on yourself daily that those are the shoes that you've got to fill? Um, well, they're big shoes to fill, and uh, but I, I, I don't feel pressure. You know, my dad always told me, you know, worrying, putting pressure on yourself. It's a waste of emotion. You know what to do. You're prepared. Just do it. You know, kind of like how Nike says, just do it. So for me, I know the way we do business. And, you know, since I'm the young guy, if, if the, if, you know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sure. You know, there's certain things from the future we have to adapt and, and change certain things, you know, depending, you know, where, where the industry's at with our, with our, with our uh, brick and mortar customers, stuff like that. You know, we're, you know, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're put almost cigars. This is how my dad made it. And my job is to grow the company and do, and I know what I have to do. And, uh, you know, with art, you know, Arthur teaching me my, you know, I call him my sensei, you know, and, and, and my dad, you know, I'm, I, there's no pressure for me to be honest with you. Now, everybody in the cigar industry, they, a lot of people beat their chest. I blended this, I blended that. I worked on this. Like the blending is the most important part, which Obviously, consistency is the most important part sure. because you get a guy to buy a box of cigars. Anyone can do it once, but does he do the repeat buy? Does he buy again and again? Yes. So the do you feel like you should have a Nick Trey cigar or is that in the pipeline? Is that a direction that you'd go? For me personally, I, I want a Perdomo cigar family. You know, it's not about, you know, when you look at the ads and everything, you never see a picture of my dad. You never see, you know, it's it's about the family. It's about the cigars. It's about, it. you know, it's the company so much bigger than just my dad, myself, Arthur. It's, it's so many people. It's the thousands of, of employees that we have in Nicaragua. It's the, the employees we have in, our, in Miami, our salesmen. That's, that's Perdomo Cigars, you know, in, in terms of making new blends, new cigars, you know, it's got to be under the Perdomo name. I would never personally want it to be. Uh, you know, my name or anything like that, you know, acknowledging me. I want to acknowledge our family. So Unbelievable. Wise beyond his years. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're bringing you and your dad on together. Um, and 
I'm going to um, expose some dirty laundry when this thing comes back. I'm sorry in advance, but um, the timing is perfect that I have to do it. So uh, my apologies in advance for the two minutes I'm going to take up uh, when I come back. But um, I'm going to do that, and uh, we're going to smoke a different Perdomo. Uh, you've never heard of it. You've never seen it. Uh, we're going to light it up, tell you about it, and tell you when you can get that, because by the time we get back from break, you can't get the firecrackers anymore. So uh, that's it, twoguyscigars.com. Uh, this is your last chance, and um, then we're going to move on to the next product that's not even available yet, and we'll get to that in just minutes. It's Father's Day weekend, and we're with the Perdomos. So stick around. We'll be back in just a minute. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the 3 Pete. 
Crafted in Rossi's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium-to-full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar! Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over! La Galera Habano. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Vamos, vamos. I'm J.R. Dominguez. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority. And we're back. It's father and son, father and son Nick and Nicholas Perdomo. Uh, joining us right now, welcome back everybody to the Cigar Authority, and I said uh, before I went to the break, I got something to say before I have that has nothing to do with uh, Nick and Nick, well, it has a little to do with them, it has a little bit, that this is what's bothering me, and I have to do it, so uh, my apologies in advance to both of you uh, for digging out some dirty laundry while you're my guest here, but I, I can't go any further without saying it. Uh, personal dirty laundry. I hate it. Uh, I keep it to myself and I deal with it myself. But um, this one is bothering me enough that uh, with you guys here, I'm going to say it. So we're talking about the firecracker. 
And by the way, just about running out, uh, last chance if, if you want to get it. Um, the story of the firecracker came out in 2006. I came up with the idea based on a brand I made in 1999 called a Fat Boy. It was a short, fat cigar. And um, later, um, was, was bringing it back as the spark plug. And um, it was Jose Oliva that uh, came into the store that day, saw the samples that were on the table, and said, what's up with this? And I said, yeah, take a couple. i got to finish up with this guy. After I'm done, I'll talk to you. And... Um, he thought it was very interesting and uh, later wanted to come out with the nub and actually asked me, uh, is it okay if I end up taking this idea and doing it? And I agreed and um, got a discount for years and years uh, uh, because of it. Uh, but it was my original idea and at least he checked with me before he did it, uh, which was the, the, a nice thing to do uh, and the right thing to do. Yep. Um, so... Also on the table at the same time was a little short cigar, um, not as thick, but with the long wick on it. Um, he didn't mention anything to it, but it was something I wanted to do. And when I saw the success of what happened to Nub, somebody taking it to an extreme level, which I would normally keep a, a product like that in my store, and, and that would be it, and they come and go, these ideas, I said, this one I want to, because I didn't do it with that, I'm going to keep this firecracker idea going. So uh, I want to do it, and I want to bring on whatever's hip and new. So um, the first place I went to was Pete Johnson, and I called him up. And I knew Pete from a customer early on uh, with us, and, and we had a relationship. And I said, this is the idea. This is what I want to do. And I want uh, the Tatuaje name, which was a full-body cigar, to be on it. And um, I said, what do you think? And he said, no, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't like the idea. Um, no. So he wouldn't do it. As it turned out, a few months later, Papin Garcia, which is the guy that made his cigar, and by the way, I met Papin Garcia and had some sort of relationship with him, and that's why he was coming to the store. This is early on, Papin Garcia, and it was Nick Perdomo who introduced me to him. You took me to uh, Jalapa? Yes. And I uh, said, oh, you got to meet this guy. And I not only met with him, I took a picture with him. And I had a whole bunch of pictures there and, and shared it with him when he was in the U.S. and started out. So now we have a relationship with him. He's in the store. And I said, listen, make me out a, a little cigar, three and a half inches. He makes it. I said, now put a little pigtail on it. He puts a pigtail. I said, make it real long. He makes a long pigtail. I wrapped the band around it. And I said, this is what I want. And he said, loco, crazy. Uh, I don't like the idea. And I said, well, I'll take 200 boxes. And he liked that. He liked that idea. And he said, uh, okay. Suddenly became a good idea. Yeah. So um, the cigars arrived to us in early 2007, did not go on sale until June 2007, because the idea of the firecracker was for 4th of July. Uh, plenty of time for people to get it for 4th of July and a celebration type cigar. But we'll have it year round, but that was the launch of it. Uh, as it worked out, um, a couple weeks after 4th of July, we need more cigars. We order more, twice as many, and we have them year-round, and we keep ordering them and ordering them. I get a phone call from Pete Johnson later on and says, um, th this was when uh, Papine was in Miami, doing it out at a little Miami factory. They start moving into Nicaragua, and he says, all I see is them making firecrackers, and people call him for the firecracker all the time. He says... I should, probably should have did it. And I said, yeah, you should have. Do you want to do a firecracker, you know, and we'll have some a different one, even though it's the same exact factory, 
but there'll be a Tatuaje one. And he said, sure. So we came out with the M80, and we did that twice. And um, from there, um, I'm saying to myself, okay, I, I got something here. Again, looking at Nub and saying, I can build on this thing and make it into something. And um, all of a sudden, I see um, a press release of this new product that's coming out, and it was called La Bamba out of Nicaragua. And I take a look at the cigar, and I go, I'll be damned. There's a wick on this thing, and La Bamba turns out to be the bomb. And instead of being firecracker, it's the bomb. It's the same exact thing. Who the hell is making the cigar for him? Well, it turns out to be the same factory that's making firecracker for me. And I'm like, geez, of, of all things, this is 2011. Uh, of all things, not only am I ripped off by somebody else in the industry that obviously knows this is my thing, uh, they're not ripping off Nub, they're ripping off the Firecracker, which is the stupidest idea of all, which is everybody told me, and now I'm being ripped off by Eric Espinosa and Eddie Ortega, uh, not liking it that that's happening, but being ripped off by the factory actually producing it, and I said, I can't believe you guys are doing it, stop making Firecracker, and I'm going to take it to somebody else. I see them at the trade show. They say, uh, listen, what can we do? And I said, there's nothing you can do. You want to start giving me money for the, each, each of these things you do? They, well, that's not going to happen. I said, listen, at, at that point, I'm moving United Cigar. I'm moving the firecracker into United Cigar at that point, which I have a, a company, United Cigar, that produces cigars. And we're going to sell this off to other stores and stuff. And maybe that was the problem, that it was only there so the rest of the world didn't know that this was out there. Um, so we moved the, it, it into uh, Magia di Cabano factory, the magic factory in Dominican Republic. They start producing the firecracker for us uh, ongoing. And each year, I would continue to find a different manufacturer to make the firecracker with. Um, LFD, we did it with them three times. Fratello, uh, Cro-Magnon, that was twice. Mi Carita, we did that twice. Pissed off firecracker we did last year, and this is the 14th different one uh, in 14 years of the 2020 Perdomo firecracker. Again, this year, uh, the most we ever did as the limited 1,000 boxes, but the regular firecracker is out all the time. Well, you guys came here on Thursday. On Thursday, just before you got in there, I got the press release. Um, I, I believe somebody emailed it to me from Half Wheel, that uh, is where I saw it. Um, I got ripped off again, and um, again, the firecracker, which was laughed upon and is a stupid idea, the same people that said that to me are the same people that put the press release out of the new product. I've been ripped off by them again. Uh, Pete Johnson released the Monster Bomb Selection for 4th of July, and here it is, the next firecracker 4th of July release. By somebody that did it and i say this because listen it's happened to me a bunch of times that this is happening but it's the they, most sincere form of flattery dave it's terrible and you know when somebody does something to me it's one thing and i suck it up and i it's dirty laundry and i keep it to myself but i felt this that they rained on your parade that we did a thousand boxes. I, I did 300, maybe 500 of other people's things. I did a thousand boxes. And my fear was that this thing was going to bomb out. This is Thursday as you flew in that I said, oh my God, this thing is going to not sell. 
and this guy's going to take all the, the wind out of our sail, and it's going to be over. And I'm saying this now because the wind did not go out of the sail. And thank you for our listeners and everybody that ended up purchasing us, that we ended up selling this thing out. But this was to actually, personally, this is how I feel. And, and listen, you guys can tell me if it's, if it's any different. Um, this was to take this thing down, and it didn't take it down, thank God. You guys don't have to respond to this at all. This is just me talking to it. But uh, it didn't work. And uh, the firecracker continues, so uh, short of saying cuss words right now, which I'm not going to do, I'm pretty pissed off about it because I, I think it was very wrong to do. This is an industry of gentlemen. This is an industry of, this is why I love this industry, that a man's word and you make a deal with somebody, this is the deal or whatever it is, and this is, this is bullshit and I don't like the way it is. So I'm sorry uh, for doing that. Let's get back to the show. And let's talk about uh, a new product that's that's on the market that uh, looks a little familiar to me. So, Nick, if you would, again, I'm sorry to, uh, to uh, derail the show a little bit, but tell me about this new cigar. Sure. This is the uh, <clears throat> the new Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Sun Grown and Maduro. And this is a project that I've been working on for the last two years. This is actually the grandfathered product of the product that we came out in the latter part of the 90s and i'm really proud of this cigar because i wanted to come up with a blend that had that rich core of nicaraguan flavor that we're known for but i wanted to tame it down and add a little more sweetness and if you're familiar with tobaccos from the jalapa valley they have they're more mineral laden and they have more of a kind of a honey sugary type flavor because they're more car carbohydrate rich to be to be honest with you when you smell these tobaccos and i know when you guys came on the factory tour you smelled them you smell a lot like honey wheat bread and i wanted to add more to this and i wanted to come up with a cigar that was not only rich but i wanted to impart more sweetness to it so on the factory tour this year i was going to come out with this brand in february and then everything you know hit the fan but um had about 213 retailers come down and, and numerous customers come down on, on the tour 2020. And I just handed them out and said, I want you guys to just try this cigar. And uh, No band, nobody knows what nothing, it was. Nothing. And I didn't tell them it was a new cigar. I said, yeah, it was a, for a tasting. Now. Just want, and people were like, man, I'm loving this. It's, it's something different. Um, we're always trying to see how what we can stuff a cigar to make it rich. Well, how about stuffing a cigar to make it complex and very smooth and not only with the richness, but also add some sweetness to it. And I worked on this project for, for quite a while, and uh, I'm really proud of it. And uh, this this brand will be coming out in the latter part of July. Um, the cigars were made, believe it or not, over 13 months ago. Um, not by my infinite wisdom. It's because I thought we were going to have them out by, by February, but we'll have them out by July. And uh, I think the motif's pretty pretty beautiful. Uh, these burgundy bands with, with holographics on the uh, sun-grown and then this rich blue color. I'm a big fan of blue, even though I've never used blue in a band. When you hit the light, it, it changes into different colors. And uh, outside of the beautiful packaging, what I'm most proud of is the actual cigar. So uh, these are the first two boxes that were ever made. And I wanted to bring them up to the show. And awesome. I wanted I wanted us to, to be able to taste them. I don't, I don't have many of them. If not, I'd give everybody in the audience one. So I apologize. But don't worry. Next month, you'll be able to to get some and um we already have retailers we put out on facebook and some of the social media some, some trick pictures half will put out something about it just recently and um we're just so proud of this brand and 
I just wanted to bring it up well, to you guys. I, I, I hope you enjoy I, it. I remember a cigar that looked quite like this. That was the cigar of the year in maybe 1998, right? Last yeah, it was the last time. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. that was that was the most unbelievable torpedo. Will it be a torpedo version of this? On the first run, no. It's okay. going to be uh, it's going to be five sizes. Matter of fact, yes, we are going to have a torpedo in this. It's going to be a seven by fifty four. Back then, the size was different. Yeah, we're going to have a torpedo in this one also. Yeah, it was called the X then. It was called the X. Yeah. yeah. Now we're going to call it torpedo, and okay. uh, I just think it's it's a it's a fabulous cigar. And you know, a lot of people talk about ratings. Um, I think when you have a couple hundred retailers and consumers give you ratings and give you a, a, a big upmanship on telling you how great the cigar is, that's special. But also the ratings that we have in our factory, you know, if you take Aristides Garcia and Sarah Gonzalez and, and our tasting team, we have almost 300 years of smoking experience. And uh, everybody was, we don't always come to consensus, but this is one of the cigars that everybody came to consensus about. And I'm proud of the price points. You know, you're talking $8 on average cigar. So I think it's very reasonable. And we went through a lot of work. And these are just phenomenal fillers, binders, and wrappers we have. And I just I hope you guys all, right. all enjoy it. Soft box press. Looks beautiful. Um, wrapper again on this? That's 100% Nicaraguan. Okay. And this is 100% Nicaraguan. And, uh, you know, when you, when you have dark wrappers and they're from Nicaragua, they take a lot of work. So it was, uh, it was not only a labor of love. I just love the taste of this particular seed that we have. And... Uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy it. I hope you right. do. I trust you. So I, I'm doing the sun-grown Jonathan. Uh, Nick's going to do the Maduro. Nicholas is the sun-grown. What do you got, Barry? I got the Maduro. How about you, Ed Sullivan? I don't have one. Oh. I've, I've never I'm, tried them either. I'm, I'm sorry. Ed you, Ed, you will get one. What would you like? Uh, let's go sun-grown. You got it. Well, Ed, right. Ed, can you answer that question? And Ed, what are you smoking? I am smoking the sun grow. Right. Excellent. Excellent. There you go, Ed. Sorry about that. That's all right. All People right, Nicholas. Me. If you would, it's time for the official cutting. All right. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. There we go. Excellence. excellence. Excellent. I'm glad I went to school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't I make it look easy? You do? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's usually yours, right? You usually do that. No, Jonathan. Oh, I thought you did it too. Yeah, they don't trust me to read. I didn't go to school. <laughs> no. You do a lot of the reading. It's sweet right off the bat on the on the cold draw. I haven't smoked a cigar since January of this year. So right. did I pick the right one, the, the sun grown over <laughs> the Maduro? I think they're both good. All right. It's like asking him to choose which one of his children he likes better. Yes. You hit it right on the head. You, you must have been reading my mind. They're going to they're gonna both be disappointed when they find out it's me. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Hawk. The Vertigo Hawk features single action. Where am I? I'm here. Single action, three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, easy adjustment at the bottom, and double wall protection so the lighter never heats up no matter how long you keep that flame on. The Vertigo Hawk retails for $9.99. Nice. All right. Uh, this is coming out in July. Looking forward to it. Uh, let's find out what's out up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is 
the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week, uh, the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival was canceled due to COVID-19. Yeah. But just before the show, Two Guys Smoke Shop got some great news with uh, the Burroughs Function Hall. Yes, open. light. Yeah. Uh, so the 35th anniversary will it's on. And there's probably still like 20 tickets left. There's never tickets left. So you can't buy any Perdomo firecrackers anymore. So just uh, come and get those last 20 tickets and let's stop talking about this. Chicago Alderman announced this week that they are looking to ban flavored tobacco, including cigars, in the third largest city in the U.S. <laughs> Meanwhile, Michigan senators have voted to raise the tobacco tax in their state, which is currently 32% at a wholesale price with a 50-cent cap. The new tax will see the cap raised to $0.65 cents starting in November and then going up to $0.75 cents in November of 2021. Colorado legislators have approved putting a tobacco tax increase on the ballot later this year. The proposal would raise their tax from 40% of the wholesale price to 50% of the wholesale price. And lastly, Davidoff announced their revenue for 2019 at $476 million, which is a 9.4% decline. On the cigar side of things, Davidoff was up 1.6, while Camacho was down 2.9, and Avo was down a whopping 12.6%. And that's was up in the cigar world. Maybe it was that Avo little thing they pulled last year. Unexpected. That ended up unexpected. Was, um, next week on the show, we're talking best-selling cigars. Uh, we are talking to every manufacturer and getting their best-selling SKUs, uh, trying to get uh, information of the best uh, companies of uh, sales and things like that and uh, kind of give you the skinny of what – uh, exact is exactly happening in the cigar industry. Who's growing? Who's dropping? Uh, what's selling? What's not selling? Uh, so we'll give you that information uh, next week, along with the Cigar Authority survey that we've been asking for. Uh, it's slowing down. Everybody that wants to be in there, this uh, Friday is your last chance, and Barry will calculate everything, and we'll give you uh, uh, 20 questions and 20 answers next week. Some surprising answers on that list. Uh, you showed me one of them yeah. that I was surprised at, that's for sure. Um, and then the following week, we're going to talk about, is it a boutique, a sellout, or a success? Um, you know, everybody talking these boutique cigars and stuff. Uh, um, I got some uh, pretty good information on that, too. You guys ever have French fries? Many times. Freedom All right, fries. So <laughs> freedom fries, yeah, right? You, you, get a, you get a French fry. You got to use an Idaho potato for this, and you batter it after you do the initial fry, you know, to temper the potato. And you batter it in fish fry, which is a sweeter batter. Nick Perdomo looks so uncomfortable yeah. right now. And then you deep fry it. And that's what's happening on this 10th anniversary sun grown. It, the, the sweetness you talked about is delivering. Great. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on keto, so I'm not having any french fries. <laughs> but it is a starchy carbohydrate. It is, but this one doesn't make you gain weight, which no. is a great thing, you know. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're you're picking that up. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> Did someone say something about Nick Perdomo not being being full of shit? He just says it how it is. There, there we go. Uh, so rough stuff at 2020, COVID 19, all that and the stuff. And I know the answer to it already. Perdomo's doing great. Yeah, we're really blessed, and uh, I got to thank not only all the retailers around the world, but also you, the consumers. Um, 
Yeah, we're up double digits and um unbelievable. It you saw it and it's uh it's humbling to say the least, but <sighs> we we have a we have a very sincere Perdomo army that really supports our products whether it be our consumers, our retailers. And I got to tell you something, not to do a plug, but if you get a chance any retailer out there, anybody who wants to make a dollar a business person, this book that you wrote Thank you. is phenomenal. Thank you. And uh, I've read this thing like eight times, and it's it's quite addictive. Yeah. I was going to uh, say, Nick, your copy looks well worn at this point. Yeah, I uh, I actually I was I was in Italy uh, this year in the beginning, and uh, I showed David. My wife was eating a big cannoli. Of course, I'm on keto, so I just had to look <laughs> at it. But uh, I'm. I was actually in Sicily, and and I showed David. I was sitting there reading the book right over the ocean. It was, uh, it's a fantastic book, and uh, I don't, you know, I give compliments around like manhole covers, and I got to tell you that uh, like you throw manhole covers, and this book is outstanding. Thank you, it really is. And I'll tell you, I had the honor to be at your national sales meeting this year uh, and talk to you guys uh, about retail challenges and things. And while I was talking, a few things were said to me. And Nicholas, along with some of your staff, actually amazing to me of some of the quotes that were in there that was said. I mean, the book wasn't in front of them or anything of saying some of the things that were in there. So page twenty-three, and then they say it. They they would read. They would say something that is absolutely in there. I wrote it, so I know it, it's in there. But the good news was it stuck. Enough of them to, you know, it's like when you watch a good movie and you remember one of the movie lines or something. Well, somebody read the book and remembered, well, you had said, boom, and almost quoted the way it was. It's like, okay, because that's the whole idea of it. It's one thing reading a book, but understanding it and it makes sense to you to now, now it becomes your knowledge. It's not mine anymore. You know, that's there for everybody to take, make it their own turn it around for it, for it to work for them. And I'm going to tell you, more than ever, we were talking, and that was in January, uh, January 1st, actually, uh, your national sales meeting, and here we are talking about it. Who the hell would have thought COVID-19 was going to happen and the things that ended up happening? So more than ever, it, it, it's something that's out there for people. And Yeah, th this is a book that really, you've always tried to help the retailer. Yeah. I remember during the boom, you, you helped a lot of retailers around, and uh, – this is basically a book that helps anybody in any business, whether it be a cigar retail or anything. And uh, I just got a tremendous amount out of the book, and, and our complete sales team read it. And uh, a lot of them have been pages like this also, too, Ed. And uh, it's a great book. Good. Thanks so much for that. Uh, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> On the anniversary of one of the most famous car chases in history involving O.J. Simpson, Ford has announced the return of the Bronco. The company is set to unveil the new-look Bronco on July 9th, which happens to be O.J. Simpson's birthday. No word if the new Bronco comes with driving gloves that probably wouldn't fit, but we hear the design is killer. Hashtag too soon. And that's not only insane, it's Asylum. They really come out with the Bronco again, Yeah, huh? I hear it's going to be in white, black, and blood splatter red. Oh. <laughs> and you didn't even put that in. There we go. 
Um, <coughs> so, yeah, no trade show this year. Any odd plans like you're hearing people doing all kinds of traveling shows and all these things like this? So yeah, we're, we're, we've been doing a traveling show for the last 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what we're going to do this year is we're actually going to bring the trade show to the retailers. And uh, Arthur and I and uh, probably Nicholas are going to do a video basically in our in our home store depicting all the new products that we that we have all the show specials that we have and they're going to be linked directly to to the retailers around the world where they'll be able to know so i think i think it's exciting i'm i'm not happy that we had to cancel the trade show of course we also had to trans uh, cancel the trade show in germany but yeah. what a better way than bring the trade show directly to the consumer to the retailer where he doesn't have to spend money on airfare and so on and so on and gets these specials. And uh, I think our company stepped it up. And I think a lot of the reason that we grew during the months of March and, and April and May was we gave out some really good incentives to increase you margins. You did. You yeah. did. And the reason was, is the retailers, as you guys all know, were really struggling. They The direct costs, the indirects continue going. Rents never stop. And, um, you know, I really was on this push of of consumers really supporting their, their, their brick and mortar stores. You know, I'm a drummer and then and I remember one time when I was a kid, I, I needed a set of drumsticks and the store closed at seven and they stayed open for me. And sometimes you want to save 50 cents and, you know, sometimes guys can't get to stores because they live too far away. <clears throat> I understand it wholeheartedly, but man, what retailers do for their consumers is uh, is really second to none. And I always ask people, would you spend a dollar more if you could get this type of service? And pretty much everybody says yes. And I think it's really important, especially in these days we continue supporting our brick and mortar stores uh they have it tough and um we need to support them because listen we lose cigar stores every day yeah and sooner or later there ain't going to be these beautiful lounges where you can smoke and especially in the winter or in the summer this is a, a great way not only to enjoy cigars to meet to meet great people too yeah. at these lounges i've never really met bad cigar smokers in my life and uh, one of the greatest places that i learned are sitting around in the lounge talking to different people from different aspects of life. And uh, I'm just adamant that and the whole company is that we really have to support our brick and mortar stores. Well, and you see, you've been coming around the two guys smoke shop for a lot of years. And you must have saw in the past three days, because you say their name when they come through, oh, it's good to see you again. And these are people, you, you live all the way in Florida and come up every few years, but they know you and you know them. And you became friendly with these people uh because you're the you sell cigars and they smoke cigars it's just yeah I, th I think it's important to not only know the managers and the store clerks but also know your consumers <clears throat> and one of the things i try to instill in our sales team is you should go around the lounges and introduce yourself and know your consumers because as important as the owner is and as important as the manager is the consumer is equally as important because he's the one who buys your product. That's it. You can, and, and a lot we can of, love you all we want and yeah. want to sell you cigars. If nobody buys them, yeah. that's it. And and I uh, I noticed that a lot of times the salesmen just walk directly. I'm telling you a secret here. Yeah. And they just go directly to the owners and, and really ignore the consumers. And I've never done that because I know the consumer is the one. It's, it's common sense. But, man, what's wrong with spending a couple minutes talking to to your consumers yeah. and hanging out with them. And I love it. To me, it's, it's an honor that I can, I can actually do that, you know, and uh, I just don't understand this thing of, you know, ignoring the consumer. They're the ones who buy your, your cigars. I, I actually was 
coming to one of your anniversary events many years ago. I won't mention the manufacturer, but he said, I know you do all these events. Don't you hate that? I said, no. And he says, well, don't you hate the customers? They're a pain in the ass. Oh, and I, I said, heard no. Heard more than once. I heard Yeah, and I once. said, no. And I said, they're, they're what put food on my table. And this guy couldn't speak very good English. And I said, you know, did you ever see the movie, movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. And of course, he said no. And I said, well, there was a guy named Eight Rodbard, and he said- Abe Roman. Abe Roman, Abe Roman. Oh, and the softest uh, king of Chicago. Sauce, and I said, <laughs> it's guys like you that make guys like me successful. And I told my son, how can you fail? When people right. act like this and act arrogant to their consumers who put food on our table. And I have people call me up and say, you know, am I, am I really talking? I'm like, of course, you're a customer. I should talk to you. Yeah. And, uh, and they say, what an honor. And I said, you know, it's a sad day when it's an honor for you to talk to me. How about it's an honor for me of to course. talk to you? You're the one who buys my cigars. Are you kidding? If no retailer learned that in the past 100 days with COVID-19, if that didn't wake you up, then you got no chance and you are going out of business. This is the opportunity for everybody out there to step it up. If this wasn't the, the biggest slap in the face, eye-opening experience that ever happened in my life. I'm a historian. I live by things that worked out in the past and things like that. There was nothing like this. Somebody says, hey, what do you do? And I go, I'm just like you. I never saw anything like this. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try all kinds of different crazy shit and see if I can keep business going, going there. But unfortunately, some people did absolutely nothing, uh, which is terrible. But some people did worse than that. They did the wrong thing. You can do the right thing, the wrong thing, or nothing. Nothing is pretty bad, but the wrong thing, there was so much of it. So what we're going to see here in 2020 is you're going to see manufacturers going out of business, and you're going to see retailers go out of business. And I feel bad for both of them because I love this industry and care about every single one of them. But some of them have to go because they're just not stepping up. This was the opportunity to hit that reset button, and they didn't. They did the wrong thing. And with that, they get, they're going to get what they, what they deserve, unfortunately. Well, I'm so. hoping we go back to where we start hand-selling and we start working harder instead of saying, help yourself. Yes. Help, help somebody Help them. Self-service is bullshit. Yeah. Nobody wants self-service. Yeah. They're going to click the button if they're going to look for self-service. And people want to learn, and they want to do things. And during these times, we did a lot of Zoom stuff. We did a lot of yep. Facebook Live. And I opened up a YouTube channel with Perdomo Cigars trying to teach people not only the basics, but how to enjoy their cigars, how to get the most out of their cigars. And I don't care if you've been smoking cigars for three days or 30 years. We can always learn. And uh, it's been pretty successful, and people have gotten a lot of acknowledgement about it, even this weekend. And I'll tell you, I'm so happy being on the road. Me and Nicholas were talking about it last night, seeing our consumers, seeing all you guys out there. I got to be honest with you, I missed you all. Yeah. You know, I really did. Amen. And it, and it was it, it was so great. I was rubbing my feet last night, and Janine said, you tired? I said, no, I feel like a million dollars. This is awesome because I'm a road guy. One of the great things I saw, and you and I talked about last night, was – you know, the growth that we had with us not even being on the road, it shows that the brand has loyalty and the brand is stepping up because if it's all about us selling the brand, then we don't have a successful brand. Yeah. It's nice to know that no matter what store you're at around the country, people are gravitating to our cigars and buying them, whether we're there or, or not, and doing events, and they understand the situation too. So I'm, I'm really proud of that, and you brought up a great point on that. Yeah, good, good. Okay, it's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. 
who wins this uh, hypothetical battle here? And um, I don't even have to ask Nick the question. I know the answer to it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Would you rather have three kids and no money or no kids and $100 million? I'd rather have three kids and no money. I know. That's the truth. Because my kids have been a blessing to me, and I couldn't imagine not having them. And to me, family's everything. That's it. I'll take the money. Yeah. (laughs) Barry? If you asked me before I got married when I had a stepdaughter, I would have taken the money. But now that I've become a father, it definitely hands down the kids. Beautiful. Good. Still taking the money. That was a heartfelt response, parents. I'm actually thinking about this one. Ah, $100 million. Well, I don't really want three kids. Could Uh I have two kids? Nope, it's three. I got to take three. Got to take three. And and I change it to three because Nick has two. I have one. You guys have one. Yeah. It's three. I'm taking the kids. You're taking the kids anyway. Uh, Yeah. You can can always make more money. Make more money. You can make more kids. You can. Yeah. Well, you could do both. If you got 100 million bucks, you can afford a lot of kids. All right. So the only. Kind of scumbag here is Mr. Jonathan. Well, right? that's expected. All right, so we we got that. We have in fairness. Out. In fairness to Mr. Jonathan, he doesn't have children, mm. so it's easy for him to say. So he doesn't know. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have feelings either, Nick. So, <laughs> so what I do know is that this new Perdomo Reserve, I'm going to tell you as a milder cigar smoker, maybe you. And I'm smoking the Sun Grown, not a not a shade. Is there a shade? Will there be a shade of this? Uh, the shade is the champagne. Okay. This is milder than the champagne. It's a little milder than the champagne. You know, you can't judge a book by its cover. We do yeah. the, we do these tastings and we blindfold people. And everybody who sees a Connecticut wrap cigar always assumes it's milder. And we give them a Maduro Champagne Noir and a champagne. And the actual champagne actually has more nicotine content. And they always pick the Connecticut wrap cigar. And when they take the blindfold off... They freak out. So when we do tastings, we actually blindfold ourselves so we don't look at the cover. It's like a girl. You never know what she's going to be like. Just because she's yeah. got a pretty yellow dress doesn't mean anything. She yeah. could be an animal. Yeah. So you got to be you got to be careful with that. So you should look really the, the flavor characteristics of the cigars really come from the complexity of the fillers and even the binder. The wrapper accents about 10% of the flavor, which is astronomical. When you can only realize it's only 1% of the circumference of the cigar, hence why we, we have three different wrappers. So we do this all the time, right, Nichols? Yeah. So typically when I smoke a new cigar, it has some rough edges to it. Like it's not it's not quite ready, and, but you understand that and you put that past completely the opposite on this. This is a well-aged, totally finished product that isn't even out yet. Yeah, because this product was, was supposed to be out in February this year. So we've added another, you know, because of everything that happened, it actually has an extra four months. This cigar, by the time it, it gets released, some of, the, some of the smaller sizes have been made over a year ago. So these cigars have not only been cured, fermented, but they've been extremely well-aged in, in humidors where their flavors are married. So really, that, that's what really, it's not only dissipation of fluid, but it also gives the cigars time to marry in their flavors. So, so this is something on the first run you want to jump on. It. Some people say, yeah, we're going to wait for the second run, to whatever happened. But this is one, get it as soon as it comes out because the thing is as ready as, as can be. We just had a show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we're talking eight cigars, and we smoked one cigar and one in, in a year later. Dramatic difference happened to that cigar. We're already there 
on this cigar. That's the magic of, of um, the sun-grown. The Maduro's the same deal. Now, same deal. It's, Nick, uh, you know who can't wait to try this cigar? Who's that? Uh, Rafael Nodal. He says, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know, La Tradición was the first cigar he ever smoked. Rafael's not only a great man, but, you know, even being a competitor to show what a gentleman that Ralph is to always give me the compliments. You know, he always remembers, and you you really look up to a guy like that. He always said that that, that was the first cigar he smoked when he came from Cuba, and uh, and it's what really enticed him to get in the cigar industry, and I'm very proud of him, not only as, as a competitor, but as a friend. Yeah. You know, because I do have a lot of friends in the industry, yeah. and uh, I think it's – I want to be at peace with everybody, and uh, it's tough. I, I think I'm a guy that's um, – a lot of people don't know. I'm a real family man, and when I go to Nicaragua, I burn the candles at both ends. Yeah, it's sure. not that I don't want to drink a beer with guys, but I'm in that factory at 6 in the morning, and a lot of times I leave at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And when my dad was alive, the most important thing for me was to spend as much time as I could with my dad, especially when his health started to deteriorate. So it wasn't that I didn't want to be around people. I wanted to, to, to be with my father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as we get older, we start having a little more free time. Hopefully, that's what they say. I'm 60 years old. I haven't seen it yet, but I look forward to it. Someday, maybe. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, have you been to a cigar factory before? Even if you did, you haven't been to the Perdomo Cigar Factory. And if you haven't, you're missing something. We're going to talk a little about that when we return. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. 
La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. I'd like to do one of those. It's what? Like Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. Yeah, yeah, all right. So when the show's over, we'll end up doing it. We're doing an after show after the show, and then we're going to talk about family traditions and stuff. You want to jump in? We do 15 sure. minutes or so. Beautiful. So Wednesday, the after show is going to be on, and we'll have the Perdomos on the after show. So look forward to that. Um, Nicholas, I want to ask you. Factory tours. I went, saw your dad do the factory tour. It was unbelievable. Um, I know the COVID-19 thing happened and all that stuff. Will this continue, the yeah. factory tours? Yes, we will. So how does a consumer that's listening to us, if they say, I'd like to go see a factory, and mm -hmm. and, and let me tell you, you want to go see a factory, you want to go see it's this factory. It's the best factory. trip you will go on, and I don't care what, it, what trip you've ever been on. This is better than going to Italy. Going I want to see the Perdomo. I don't factory. know about that, but I haven't been to Italy yet. But I've been to everybody's factory. 
It's a whole different thing. This is an experience. This do, isn't going to visit. Do you I'm think I need to go? You need to go. Yes. The only I, factory. Listen, I, I didn't think I needed to go again. I went a whole bunch of times, and the last time was the best time I ever. I learned so much, and I, you know, again, you think you know everything, you yeah. don't even know. Anything. The only factory I ever went to was Partagas <laughs> in Cuba. Wait till you I, say. I think you're probably a little more modern. Wait till you see what yes. 2020 <laughs> has done. What what bringing it up to. A, a new thing. Well, I'm a techie guy too, so I think it'd be fascinating. Some you would of love the technology. It. You would love hey, technology would, of seeds. Ed, you and I should go because I haven't right. been there yet either. So, well, we'd love to have you guys. Yep. We're in. Okay, wait for the report back. All right, it might leave you and Jonathan alone for a show. Can you handle it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, Nicholas, how does how does a consumer? Do this. Uh, call 305-627-6700. Ask for Juan Lorenzo, and he'll send you a packet by email um, with all the information. And uh, love to have. Love to have they don't have people. to go to a retailer or anything. They, they say, I'm in the middle of nowhere or something. Yes. You're going to call Juan Lorenzo and say, I want to go. And then he's going to, you guys do how many? We do them only in January and February, and uh, we cap them off at 44 per week. So we do 88 per week. So you come in on Saturday into Managua. Um, we leave for Estelis Sunday, and we start the tour Monday and Monday morning, all day Tuesday, and you leave Wednesday. The next group comes in Tuesday, stays in Managua. The bus switches, picks them up as they go to Managua. The other ones come to Estelis. And it's 88, 88, 88, 88, 88, 88, and we do it for two months. So it's a lot of work, and uh, Arthur Kemper and I both do it, and it's, um, it's an educational trip. You know, a lot of people say it's a university. I think that if people come down for a long, long distances to come down to Nicaragua, they should be shown everything. It's about passion, about the cigars. It's not no a... Secrets. Uh, no, there's no secrets. And they're gonna, he, he's going to handle the, the airline for them, everything. Yeah, we're they don't have to think about hotel. They don't have to think about well, anything. We Everything's have, we have a travel agent, so you know Juan would you know do it all. Everything set up. Yep. So it couldn't be easier, right? No, very easy. And they need basically four days away from home. That's it, yep. and a uh, bunch of shorts, t-shirts, ball caps, and sunscreen, and that's it. And they're going to see every single thing that Perdomo does to make a cigar, and they're going to see a vertically integrated facility, so they see everything. And I know at nighttime after we have dinner, we all sit around. It's like being in a cigar lounge and you're hanging out with the guys and having some drinks and cigars and talking about the day and you make new friends and unbelievable experience. Unbelievable. Uh, so uh, catch that, everybody. Right now, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Um... We talked about um, Nick's beard. That Nicholas doesn't like your beard, by the way. I know. Yeah, everybody else does, and Nicholas doesn't like your beard. Uh, Fifty dollars uh, to oh, wear a black magic marker mustache uh, for twelve hours, Nicholas. We're going to put a black magic marker next twelve hours. You wear it, and you get it off. And I give hang you a, on a and, second. And that, this could be a trick to, to you. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. Hold on. If I did that, he would shave off the beard. No, I have so. No. What's the point of me doing it? Fifty you bucks. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Boom, boom. boom. I'm going to say, it. in lieu of the fifty dollars, it should be changed to Nick's beard. I'm going to go to bat for Nick Nicholas here. Thank in you. In lieu of the fifty dollars, it should be pencil pencil mustache for shaved beard. 
I'm not shaving the beard because my wife likes it. All right. I'm not doing it. It's all principle, Mr. Dave. These guys have beards and mustaches on them. There's nobody else I can ask, so it's just me. I can always use 50 bucks, but it's principle. Yeah. Not doing it. Okay. No, sir. All right. Everybody else has a beard and mustache, but uh, based based on that, um, okay. Um, I want to ask the same question I asked of Nicholas earlier that had um, no answer for it, but I'm going to ask you, Nick. You weren't you weren't here. Uh, tell us something about Nicholas that uh, we don't know. Maybe nobody knows. You know. It, it, it kind don't of make has, it too embarrassing. No, 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 no. It, no. it, it has something to do with. I, I think me too. I think we're both very emotional. Um, I'm a crybaby sometimes, and uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and so does my son. And uh, he has an, an incredible heart. He's a, a fantastic husband and a fantastic son, and he really cares about people so much. And I'm proud of him. One of the greatest compliments I got from Nicholas was, you know, kids are cruel, and when he was a little boy, they pushed this boy down and everybody started laughing at this boy when they pushed him down, they bullied him. And the teacher said, your son went through the crowd and picked him up. When people fall, Nicholas picks him up. Mm. And I thought that was the greatest compliment. And I'm Thank you. not only proud of him, but I'm also proud of his human. What a, what a great human he is. Yeah. And Thank I you. love that about him. Yeah, absolutely nice true. I'm, I'm honored to know both of you. Hey, likewise. Yeah. Same here. Man, honest. you guys just don't break each other's balls at all. It's, yeah. This Perdomo army starts with the Perdomo family. <laughs> it is. I'm oh. a little I'm a little verklempt right now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so let's play a little game here now. It's time for the Classic Three-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Okay, you guys are into music, so what I did here is I have uh, three birthdays today. Uh, born today, they're all in the music business. The Perdomos are a team because they're family. It's the Perdomo family against Barry and Jonathan, and we're going to make Jonathan our uh, champion and let him go first. And you guys work together out loud uh, of what you think it is. But today is Brian Wilson's birthday. You know who Brian Wilson is? Yes, he does, because he knows the old school music, too. Brian Wilson, uh, regarded as the most innovative, influential songwriters and recorded producers in music history. He co-founded the rock band The Beach Boys. The group co-wrote dozens of top 40 hits, including Wouldn't It Be Nice, Good Vibrations, and I Get Around. Born today is Brian Wilson, Mr. Jonathan. You go first. What year was he born? 1939. 39. Without going over? 1941. You guys agree? Yeah. Work together here. 41? 47. 47. And the Perdomos will take the first point at 41. It was 1940, Mr. Jonathan. One over. But uh, the Perdomos get one point, and it's over to the Perdomos. Lionel Richie. Pretty sure I was the closest without going over that they went over. Oh, they went over. They went over. See how he cheats I was, I was going to pick 39, too. 
Wow. So, so that's why you guys uh, got to work together. That goes to right. Mr. He's Jonathan. He's two years older than my grandmother. All right. So you guys are together. Lionel Richie, American singer, born today. Commodores, Easy Like a Sunday Morning, Brick House, then a solo career, Endless Love. That's what friends are for. Dancing on the ceiling. He was born in Alabama. What year? I say 52. You're okay with 52? 52? 47. 47. I'm going to learn from my mistake the last time and just say 1950 for two points. 50 is over because it's 49. Barry will take it at 47. Barry gets the point. Barry gets a point. Mr. Jonathan has a point. Strategy. And now we're on to John Taylor over to Barry. John Taylor, English musician. Nigel John Taylor, English musician, songwriter, producer, actor, best known as the bass guitarist and founding member for Duran Duran. Her name is Leo, but his name is John Taylor. Her name, her name was Rio, and it's uh, 1962. <laughs> 62. Uh, 1954. 54. 1958. 58 for the point. 58 gets the point. It's 1960. We're all tied up. We got a three-way tie. You got a tiebreaker? I do. All right. All right. It's over to... Jonathan. Jonathan. Okay. Born just two days ago, June 28th. She went to the University of Alabama, studied at the University Miami School of Law. Fixes in. She got married last (laughs) year to Andrew, daughter of Nick, and Janine, sister of Nicholas Perdomo. Has a tobacco field named after her. Natalie Perdomo, born today, what year? Uh, 1995. 1995. What do you guys say? 1995. 1995? I wrote down 1990, so I'll stay with 1990. 1990. And, uh, it's two points for Mr. Jonathan and the Perdomos, but Mr. Jonathan. I could have easily cheated in a three-way tie, but in my <laughs> mind, that was really good. That was excellent. Well, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dad, we didn't lose. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. Hey. Uh, you got anything to add to this? We're done. You like the cigar? I love the cigar. I do have one email that I just promised somebody All I right. would read. Go ahead. Uh, it's an important one. Uh, Bruce writes in through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com and his subject line, is he always a dick? Is Mr. Jonathan always a dick or is it a personality for the podcast? Giving out Barry's email over the air, telling people it's his fault the post office has delays. It is. And even on the after show, Dave told him to do something and he passed it off. Seems like a scumbag employee. Just my two cents. I've fired a lot of people over the years that fit his personality. Must be a charity case for Dave. So what did we... (laughs) So... (laughs) I told you uh, somebody had something nice to say about you this week. Did they? Somebody said something really nice about you Jonathan's not trying hard enough if that's the case. And and it was Nick Perdomo. (laughs) And, oh, nice. at, and as you Thanks, know, Nick. he doesn't throw them around, but he saw some major improvement in Mr. Jonathan, right? I think he's great. I'm a fan. He's a fan. Well, he's was a fan. the improvement in his personality or his work? Or? No, I, I think he's passionate. I think he really cares. And uh, he loves his company. And as an owner of a company... You you see that when people resonate, and he resonates, and he cares about 
his customers in the store. And I think that's a win-win. Yeah, I'm happy. And just so Bruce knows, I was only teasing. It's not Barry's fault. The post office was delayed. Yeah, it's obvious somebody doesn't have a sense of humor. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around uh, today. He's okay, Bruce. <laughs> There's a lot going around. Uh, this is the Perdomo Reserve. Um, and it's a sun-grown, and it's a Maduro, and it's coming out in about a month or so. And um, you can find it at every cigar shop in the country because it's Perdomo, right? They're, they're crazy not to. Um, I would say it is uh, a calm-down version of the barrel-aged. And you know what's the best thing, Mr. Dave? The last three days, Roy and I, we know exactly where we're going to put it in each store. Yeah, I know, <laughs> because Nicholas has planogrammed the stores as he went around, and uh, he's a chip off the old block. And <laughs> happy Father's Day. But the Day. good thing is, you know, you taught us we have to be good to our retailers. We always have to help our retailers, whatever we could do, and that's, and that's, what, we're, that's what we want to do for you, Mr. Dave. Well, Nick, we'll work something on the backside. Nick, happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to all of you yes, and all Father's of you out Day. there and all of you on the on the show. I hope to be saying happy Father's Day to Nicholas next year at this time. Me too. It's a great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and Me too, but talk to my wife. <laughs> okay. In the true Dave, it's the greatest title we'll ever receive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It comes down to it. $100 million wouldn't take it away. There's, there's no money. It's everything. It's, it's everything. everything. So uh, uh, I want to say, Jerry Goldenson, I know you're listening to the show. Jerry sent us a beautiful gift here to the studio. Uh, I don't know what to say besides thank you. Uh, unbelievable. You, you're a good man. I miss you this year. He was up here last year with us, and I uh, uh, hope to see him real soon. Yeah, He's I love him. He's a, the, best. <clears throat> the best. Great man, right? Yes, he Great is. Great man. That's it. We're going to have the after show after this, and uh, Nick and Nicholas will be on uh, the after show, which you'll hear on Wednesday. Our studio audience can stick around and listen to it. Uh, live if they like um next week the results are in for the 2020 cigar survey that we sent out if you haven't done it yet go to the cigarauthority.com you'll see it on the right hand side 20 easy questions we're going to get to that along with the best selling cigars in the united states the best companies by sales we're talking sales dollars and units sold we have the results and we'll get to that to you next week until then you've been listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network and it's quite possible you've learned nothing else in the last two hours and five minutes but always remember keep the lit end out of your mouth The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.